Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to viahemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. latest sponsor to the Sarah Fraser show with child in the background that noise comes free anyway welcome ZocDoc what is ZocDoc well it's a totally free app where you can find a doctor a dentist a psychiatrist anything you need in your area look we all probably neglected our health during the pandemic I know I did didn't go to the dentist part of that was being pregnant but also part of it was pandemic also the eye doctor well now with ZocDoc which I have just downloaded and become a member it's absolutely free. You don't even, when I say member, you don't even really need to sign up. You just download the app. Now you can find the easiest and best doctor instantly right in your area and book an appointment. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment in person or video chat. Never wait on hold with a receptionist again. Whether you need a primary care physician, dentist, dermatologist, psychiatrist, eye doc, or another specialist, ZocDoc has you covered. Go to ZocDoc.com slash HeyFrage and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free. You all know the best way to support this show and why I've had longtime sponsors like Rothy's and Horizon Fibroids is because of you guys using my code. So please go to ZocDoc.com. ZocDoc, thank you, dot com, slash, hey, Brage. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash, hey, Brage. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C. The app is totally free and sign up. It's ZocDoc.com slash, hey, Brage. On today's podcast, I'm so excited about my guest. You know her on social media as Producer Blair, and maybe you've never heard of her. She is a very well-known radio producer. She's my age. I adore her. She lives in Los Angeles. 
Angeles, California, and she's produced some radio shows in the D.C. area. Well, Blair is now out of radio and dishing all. This is such a great conversation. Of course, we talk pop culture because she lives in the center of Hollywood, but she also talks about some of her biggest radio regrets, like the jocks that she worked for were cheating on their wives. So did she tell the wives? Also, some really messed up stuff, including back in the day when she started in radio in the early aughts, the jocks actually had her make out with a homeless woman without teeth. Yes, these stories are real. So if you don't follow her online, you're going to want to, but enjoy this inspirational, like sometimes jaw-dropping conversation. Here's Blair. Blair Gallatin is here. You might know her on social media as producer Blair. I adore her and, you know, weird enough in the radio business because you really are like a radio lady. I would call you like digital expert producer. Radio um, lady. <laughs> radio I like lady. It. Radio lady. And, you know, I always wanted to work with you. I'm trying to think of the first time I met you. And sadly, you almost were the producer of Sarah Ty and Mel on DC's 107.3, but you actually hated our program director. So you refused to work for him, which was a bummer because we really <laughs> needed a good producer. Sir. <laughs> I did hate him. Yeah. I was like, I'm not working with that guy. <laughs> well, now I feel like we can talk shit about all radio because every single person I pretty much know from radio is out of radio now or like I or sadly they've passed away or what the radio station has been sold. So it's like now I feel like I can talk shit about everybody. Kind of. I mean, that's way more fun anyway. So <laughs> let's talk shit. Let's talk shit. <laughs> I love so, it. Okay. So we, how did we actually meet for the, we met at an event, I think here in DC, right? And you were the producer of the Jack Diamond Morning Show, which ended up per- replacing Sarah Tyne Mel. I think that's how we met, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Fell in love with you the minute I met you. I think I met you in Northwest DC at like, I think it was actually at Barcelona and there was like some event going spin. on. Yes, a spin event or something, right? Oh God, who the fuck yes. was? I didn't even want to fucking be at spin. I don't even know how we, I went for the drinks after or something. Oh, the, 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 uh, the prize bag. You got a, a, a gift bag. <laughs> You got a gift bag. I fell in love with you. I was like, she is way above radio. You know, you're an incredible radio producer. And and Aww. that's how many years have you? Well, you're out of radio now, but how many years were you in radio? I have done radio for 19 years. Yeah. Really? Okay. I started when I was like eight, 17, 18, something like that. Yeah. Damn. So wait, did you even go to college or were you one of those people that got like a radio job right out of high school and just like rode the wave? No, I started my senior year of high school. I worked for a radio station in Philadelphia and then I did go to college. But when I was at college, I worked at radio stations in North Carolina. So I've done it the whole time. Oh my God. You've lived in every fucking city too. I've lived everywhere. (laughs) Okay, so you you get the radio bug, which is a real bug, although I'm going to ask you because people always I started in radio 2005, but I started working with Kane at Hot 99.5 in D.C. in 2007. And and people there were lots of rumblings that radio was dead, right? Because Sirius XM was sort of taking off. Um, But anyway, you got the radio bug. And did you want to be on air or did you always want to be a producer? No, of course. Who start? Who wants to be a producer? No, of course. I wanted. I wanted to be on the air, and but then I kind of figured out like I like the control of the producer job, so that's why I started just getting like more producer gigs. And I didn't like. I, I hated the pressure of the on air people. Like you guys have to worry about ratings and impressing people and not pissing people off and 
that I, I, I wanted no part of that. So I was like, get me away from that side of things. So you end up really enjoying the producing part. And, yeah. you, and who was the first like big morning show? Was it mornings or afternoon? Who was the big sh- first big show you ended up producing? Okay, the first big show I was on, it was called Billy and Marco. It was in Indianapolis in 2004. And it was my first full-time radio job. And it was a big deal, that show. But I was only there for eight months because I hated working with those two. (laughs) They were the biggest assholes in the entire world. They abused the shit out of me. And I was young. And I was like, "Uh, is this how it's supposed to be? They terrified me terrified me how much abuse would you say that you were put through whether it was talking about your looks or asking you about your sex life or if you would blow the jock or whatever it was how much sexual harassment do you think you've endured sexual harassment i haven't had a lot of sexual harassment actually i yeah and i know that's because i am not a sexual looking person (laughs) so I am like the safest girl that your guy could ever hang out with. I'm not very attractive. I am not very smart. So like women are not threatened by me. Men don't want to hit on me. I get that. And I am fine with that. You are <laughs> like, beautiful. I, you're, but you're, no. That's not true though. You're gorgeous. That's you're blonde. So, no, that's so, that's so it. Like I am so non-threatening. In a way, okay, look, I, I disagree with that assessment of you, but I actually feel like that's a smart assessment because don't you feel like that has served you really well? Like, yes. Like it's actually helped your career, hasn't it? Because you are yes. not intimidating to... No. It, it, that is a real advantage, I think. I have no ass, so it's not like the guys can look at me from behind and see anything that's attractive. I mean, I am a freaking wall back there. So the only thing attractive about me maybe is my big tits. And they don't really care that much because I don't flaunt it. You know what I mean? So like, you gotta have a cute face to go with it. And I kind of don't. So I'm I'm non-threatening. Is this coming from a place of like, do you feel like though, have you done any therapy? Do you feel like you have low self-esteem? Because I find you gorgeous and you're super fucking talented and you do have huge boobs. Or is this I, like, huge. hey, because I've also never thought of myself as that attractive, really. I haven't, like, I'm, I, you know, I have a very square body. It's not like a, this beautiful body. And my stomach is the worst thing on me. You know, it's been filled with cellulite. It, like, I, I have a stomach that looks like I had a child like 15 years ago before I had the child. You know? No, no, you don't. Yeah. No, you don't. But I've always, you know, I've I've always been able to hang with the guys and I've never yeah. been I'm not like hot enough you know exactly. what I mean exactly exactly and I actually think that's worked to my advantage too like I think yeah. I've gotten in a lot of places because I'm not like stunning you know yeah no I I fully think that that has worked to my advantage because the rest of the people that I've worked with are always the prettier person and so like People look at them and then I'm I'm like blending in the background and I'm fine with that. So you've never really been sexually harassed in radio, but harassed, but you've been harassed. Uh, Because kind of like you were saying, like, I'm kind of one of the guys. So they like push me to do shit that like, you know, they wouldn't ask the prettier girls to do. Like, they'll be like, go up to that homeless man and um, go sit on his lap or something like that. Like, those are the types of things that dudes would make me do when I was on the radio, like stupid shit 
such stupid shit. All the dumb radio shit, right? That you could never uh, get away with now. Like I think about the King no. Show thing, right? I remember we had a guy. Well, of course it was a fake actor, Colin, who had like one leg, right? And then like he was. Did he really have one no, leg? Or? Of course not. It was like some radio okay. actor. And then then like somebody they had some argument in like a Target like parking lot, right? And and supposedly the guy that was arguing with him heard him on the Kane show calls in, right? And they start arguing, and that one guy is like, "Fuck you, you only have one leg." I'm like, no one would ever allow this. Like, on no, radio. no. We did so many dumb things. No, and it was so fucked up back then. It's even more fucked up now. So like, I'm glad that over time that people have recognized that this shit is fucked up. Like, some of the things that I did that show in Indianapolis made me make out with a homeless woman. I'm not, I'm not gay. I don't care if you are, but I'm not gay. And they made me make out with a homeless woman who had no teeth in her mouth. And they were like, you have to do this for the air. You have to do this. And I was 24 years old, totally impressionable. And I was like, okay. And I did it. Uh, I did it. Oh my God. By the way, I just started recording our video because this is gold. So I want to use a clip on, on my oh, social okay. media, which of course okay. the, the best clip was us just talking about our looks, but anyway, <laughs> whatever, I'll figure something out. Blair, you can like overlay it. Oh my God. What year was, I cannot believe you guys 2004. did 2004. I cannot believe you didn't. Like, I know things were acceptable then. Isn't that fucked up that they made no. you do that? I can't, I can't even tell you like, they made me like get into a sleeping bag with a homeless person and roll around on the ground with them. They would do the most fucked up shit in the whole wide world. Oh my God. These poor, what were these poor, were these homeless people down for it? Or like, this is like, that's sort of like a sad Well, question. they would pay them. They would give them money. They would be like, we'll give you $20 to get in this sleeping bag with this girl. And I would be like, oh my God, is this for real? And like, they would poison me with hot sauce all the time. Like I, they would get this, crazy crazy hot sauce and like put it on my cup on my straw like when I wasn't looking and then I'd go like this and then I'd go to speak on the radio and I couldn't speak because I had this hot sauce in my mouth that I didn't know was on the straw oh my god this is somewhat sadistic and of course at the time management everyone thought this was just hilarious gold like gold gold they always always would say that gold gold I mean I made gold let them torture you and I'm like oh my god I'm I would go home and cry just cry because I moved my life out to Indianapolis like I was young I didn't know anybody out there I didn't make any money I just brought me and my dog and that was it holy shit okay I made out with Sammy K back in the day when he didn't brush his teeth and I thought that was bad like what's a Sammy K Sammy remember Sammy K from the Kane show it used to be Kane myself Sammy and Eric so Sammy was the co Sammy was one of the co-hosts is he cute um, yeah, he's sweet. Yeah. Sammy and I were like brother and sister when we were on the show, but he never really brushed his teeth. He sort of would roll in high and then his teeth, they, like, you know, you could visibly see things between the cracks, you know, but oh. I guess it's sort of like the homeless woman without teeth. <laughs> I, I mean, both are absolutely terrible. So, <laughs> wow. Okay. I was going to say, what's the worst, who's the worst jock? You don't have to name names, but who's the worst radio DJ you ever worked for? What did they do? Or was Those- those Those guys guys, they were definitely the worst i mean i've had altercations and incidents with everyone i've worked with um for the most part i mean that's just the business like everybody has egos everybody thinks that they can push you around and so you know that's just the type of people they are in the business but those guys were the fucking worst so what is it 
you know, God, it's so fascinating you say that. Or, you know, did it bother you with the t- like Me Too, Times Up era that it's it never really seemed to hit radio, or do you think it hasn't hit radio because ultimately radio is dying and no one no, cares? It, it very much bothered me. It I, uh, there are so many stories that I could tell, so many crazy fucked up things that I've seen, and it it really bothered me. And I thought like maybe I could say something about that, but I didn't want to be the one, you know. I know. Then they'd come after me, and I felt I would be cock blocked from the business. You would for the rest of my life. Yeah, you would exactly. Yeah. You have to be ready to lose it all, walk away from everything, and you know I have to think we we heard about some women like Gretchen Carlson, some you know that received big yeah. settlements, but there's a lot of women that really you don't get a lot out of it. Maybe you walk away with forty thousand dollars or fifty thousand dollars after the after you've paid your attorneys and everything. It's not life changing, and you're never working in media again. I don't yeah. care what people say; like it's it's yeah. over. So you have to decide if you're willing to be that person. I agree with you. Yeah, it sucks. What were some of the fucked up things that you saw jocks do to the hot women? You know, you and I, I think, and I, same thing. Like, even when I started on the cane show, I was much heavier. I was sort of chunky. You know, I was kind of the girl next door. You know, nobody really, it, I wasn't, people weren't intimidated by me. I didn't have huge boobs. There wasn't, I was sort of funny and, you know, I am raunchy. So, like, if the guys started talking about dick, you know, I'd jump right in. And then they'd kind of, like, blush because they couldn't believe, like, what I was saying. So, That's you know. what I remember of you from the Sarah Ty and Mel show is how <laughs> dirty you motherfuckers were talking about periods and blood clots and, like, all that kind of stuff. And I would oh, yeah. be like... I can't believe they're saying that on the air in Washington, D.C. Well, we had no ratings, so we had nothing to lose. We were like, what are they going to do? <laughs> Is that what it was? You just didn't care? Which I think Jack's, Jack, wasn't Jack's first day back on air like, Serotine Mel sunk this station. I'm here to rejuvenate or something. I think Probably. Was- I wasn't there. When Jack came back on the radio, I didn't start until about five months later. So I was like a later addition once well, he returned. And I have to say, I, I actually had very good interactions with Jack and Erica. And I'd, I'd worked with Erica prior and Jimmy because I was actually going to be the midday girl at 107.3. You know, they wanted me to stay on and do middays, but I just was like, you know, I have this opportunity to get this severance package and start my own podcast or be a a midday jock. And I, I should have, well, the money was really good, but I'm glad I said no. They wanted to- Oh, the money, the money was good? Blair, you will fall out of your chair. They wanted to pay me $190,000 to stay on and do middays. And I left. Girl, what? Silence, silence. I did. I walked away from $190,000 for middays. Yes. Now, I would have been fired two years later, but I would have because the, the radio station was it two years or three years that you guys were on before they sold? Sarah, I didn't even make half of that. I know. I know. I, yeah, I, I, you would die. I mean, I have to tell you, like when I made ridiculous money. In- <laughs> wow. I made insane money in radio the entire time I was in radio. No, I always made I for okay. The first couple of years I was on the Kane show, I think I made 75,000, but then I got endorsements. So okay. I was almost at like a hundred. So okay. there were two years, but after that, after the first two years, I made over $200,000 every single year for, I was on the show six years, almost seven years. Yeah. 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 And that continued. Ah! Yeah. The- yeah. I, I made just, it. And, and I'm I. I'm going to go jump. I'll be right back. <laughs> like that's. 
I've always realized that I am so underpaid and that's why I, I, this last job I had with the Zach Sang show, I said, I said, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this to myself. I just turned 40. I wasn't making what I thought that I should make by any stretch of the imagination. I was working six days a week, 16 hour days. And I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm 40. I can't do this. I've never made good money in this business. Uh, okay, well, I have to credit and see, I feel like it's a man's world, right? I, there were two yeah. strikes of luck. One, I had this awesome entertainment attorney that I got through a guy that worked at sales at iHeart. His name is Steve Lerman. He just retired a couple years ago. Yeah, he man. was my, yeah. And he like, he had actually negotiated against Howard Stern. So he worked for CBS for many years. So he would negotiate against Howard. Oh. He knew the business inside and out and knew everybody. Yeah. He was the one, he was the biggest reason that I made insane money because he knew the game, I think. And he knew like what they were up to. And I think he had friends in the business. The second one is I got radio agent. Did you ever work with Bob Eatman? I definitely know who it is, but no, I never worked okay, with him. Sadly, he passed away a couple of years ago and he knew a lot of people. He had worked relationships and he's the one that got me insane money and an insane payout when I did not want to work. Quick pause for a commercial break. I want to thank Rothy's. Rothy's.com slash phrase is the code in the website where you need to go. Rothy's is unbelievable. Millions of five-star reviews. Yep, they got them. Check, check. Uh, also, comfortable, no break-in time and their shoes and uh, sneakers, handbags are used and made from recycled plastic bottles that are found in the ocean. Hello, check, 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 check. I love doing something good for the earth. Rothy's right now, you need to look sharp heading back to school. And guess what? They just launched men's over the summer. So now they've got men's, they've got kids, they've got ladies, and they've got handbags. They're taking over the planet and they're doing good while doing it. Go to rothys.com slash phrase today and get your Rothy's. Yeah. Oh, Blair, I I feel like these conversations are so important. And this is what I think women like don't call each other and say like, hey, what what are you making or what? Nobody does that because we're conditioned to not ask. And then and like this is why I won't work like in local TV here. They don't want to pay you shit. And like, I'm not working for that. Yeah. But that's awful. Yeah, I know. I know. So you okay. So what were some of the other crazy things that you saw these jocks do over the years that you like now reflect on? And you're like, that's so fucked up. Oh, married men sleeping with other women. Yes. Yes. Listeners. Oh, I'm like a listeners would come up to them at like a Verizon remote. (laughs) And then they would be like, hey, whatever. And then they'd go home with them. And I'd be like, you're married. You're married with children. Like I saw it so many times and I always wanted to tell the wife because I feel like I am that girl. But then I was like, I'm going to lose my job over this. And then I'm going to have to have a miserable working situation. I mean, there's always the pull on which way do you go with that? But oh my God, I saw it. More often than not, these fuckers fucking around on their wives. And how do you, okay, and like, do you have any regrets about not saying anything to the women? Like if, because yes. you know, that, that question goes over and over and over and people always say, do not say anything. Right. And I have such regrets about it. However, one of them did get divorced later on in life. And I, I told her, and I was like, just so you know, like I was in this horrible position and I didn't know what to do. And I was like, so just so you know, and have clarity. Yes. He cheated on you multiple times. Wow. What'd she say when you said, when you told her that she was like, um, thank you. Like that, you know, I'm over it. She was to the point where she was so over him anyway. And their divorce was so awful that she was just like, whatever. And she was like, it's just another thing that pisses me off about him. So 
but I felt better about it. So <laughs> that's what matters. <laughs> I, I I don't think I mean I have so many regrets about radio too in some ways. Like I always, you know What are your what are yours? Well, Kane was very abusive, actually interestingly enough to other men and um really Sammy. Like Sammy was very Whoa. young, very vulnerable, very and and very and, like really wore his heart on his sleeve. Oh. And you know, we always had the formula. I'm sure you've heard this. It was always the dick, the dork and the dough. You know, so I always got to be I've the, never heard that. Really? Oh, that's how they no. ca- that's how they casted us. You know Say that again, the dick the, the dick, the dork and the dough. That meant I was supposed to be the voice of the reason, voice of reason, sweet, yeah. ultimately sweet, you know, yeah. could be funny, but, you know, had to be nice. Right. Yeah. And um, Sammy you was, would scold him when he did something bad. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Kane, too many, too much playing with trains, Kane, you know, yeah. I mean, anyway, so uh, but Sammy was the dick. And, you know, he really was not a dick. And, um, you know, I just always regret never standing up to Kane about how abusive he was. I mean, he would get in Sammy's face. He'd throw keys at him. He'd throw objects at him. He would yell and scream until the point that Sammy would break down in tears. I mean, it was it was so it was sadistic like this other shit that you've experienced. And I always regret never having the guts to be like, you know, I should have just lost it and been like, fuck yeah. Like, you know, I didn't know the power that I had back then. Isn't it crazy that in this world, we've seen so many men throw things? (laughs) Like, I'm working this job right now that is not in radio. And they are so nice to me that, like, I worry. Really? Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, they're like, Blair, you're, you're doing such a great job. Like, thank you for doing this. Thank you for doing that. And the fact that they say thank you to me, I'm like, Oh my God, they're going to fire me. Like, they hate me. <laughs> I'm so conditioned. No, I, I think radio is probably one of the worst uh, businesses and probably television too. I think they're so the toxic. entertainment business is some of the most toxic. Because I think you're talking about unchecked egos, you know, because it's yeah. so ratings driven. You know, yes, in other companies, you have performances that you have to meet or, you know, you're being competitive or whatever. But I think it's, it's just so individualistic in some yeah. way in our business that once they get a quote unquote star, I think they basically have to murder someone before they're going to do anything about it. Girl, don't even get me started. (laughs) Well, I love that's why I wanted to have you on. I'm, I'm, you know, you and I have lived parallel lives, unfortunately, with so many other radio women, right? Yeah, I think that I have so many insane stories that I think if I were to really spill the tea, people would be shaking in their boots. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, what's another one that you can tell us, um, you know, without naming names? Um, we know the Indiana, the Indiana guys, was it Indiana? Yeah. Yep. Indianapolis. They were the most difficult. What's like some other crazy stories that people just like would not believe? Um, I mean, derogative name calling, to you, like to you, to me, to other people in the room, really nasty name calling. I was accused by a radio, by another host that I was working with that I was sleeping with a boss, which no, I'm not sleeping with the boss. Never have slept with a boss in my life. Never wanted to sleep with a boss in my life. Wow. Like, and that was pinned on me. And that was the shittiest thing ever. Because was- it was so, it's so easy to say that about the female in the room, you know? Oh, she's fucking the boss. 
it's like such an easy thing for men to say. Like, really? Really? Yeah, Fuck that's you. that's so demeaning after all the hard work you've put in, you know? Yeah. And it's like, oh, really? Like, I can't. So do you think radio really is dead in 2021? It, I don't think it's dead, but I, I hate where it's at. I hate where it's at. It's sad, you know? Like, it used to be so fun. It used to be so great. I loved the localness about it. You don't have that anymore. It's not fun anymore. Like, it's, but it is all I know. So yeah. what am I, what am I going to do? Like, do you feel that way? Well, I don't because, I mean, you know, look, I, I sit here and say, like, I should have taken the money, right, and stayed on air, like, three more years at Mix. But I actually am happy I didn't because it forced me to reinvent. You know, it forced me to get into the digital space of podcasting, yeah. which is where it's at, right? We see Call Her Daddy is, like, the huge, biggest show now. I mean, because when you and I started in 2007, people still really listened to Howard. They listened to Opie and Anthony. They listened to yeah. Elvis in the morning. Like, people knew those shows, like, our age and younger, right? Like, young yeah. people knew those. Now, young people really don't. You know, they know Joe Rogan. They know, uh, like, uh, you know, Alex, Alex Cooper. Cooper yeah. um, they know, you know, you and I obviously share our love of Frenemies, the show that no longer exists with Trisha Paytas and Ethan. Right. But people, like, so I, you know, I'm actually very grateful for getting out of the business because it really taught me like all the inside of digital you know which is where yeah. we're seeing like where it's at now now i mean there's a few shows that really dominate the top charts but it is all podcasts now but people need to recognize sarah like you've been doing this for a minute and you've been thriving at it like you don't get the credit that you deserve because i remember when people were like oh hey phrase there's a podcast hey phrase hey phrase and i was like what's a hey phrase and i that was so many years ago. Like you started it before I feel like people really got into it. Well, I definitely, yes. And when I first did it, I had other radio jocks who will go unnamed, who you and I both know. Um, they called me and they said, this is a really bad, this is really bad move for you. I, this I, is will I will be honest with you. I People would talk about it mixed. They'd be like, that's a bad move. Why is she doing that? She's better than that. Yeah. And now I'm like, look at her. Like she's killing it. <laughs> well, I've literally made it a full-time job and made a living. Now I have not made $190,000 a year. Like I used to, you know, like I was in radio, but I do right. have to say I have made six figures off of podcasting. And I think that's pretty impressive wow. for a show yes. that gets five to 10,000 downloads an episode. I think that's good. Now in the podcasting game, that's right now, not a lot like you to be at the top. You've got to be 35,000, 40,000 or over, right? Wow. Okay. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Like, I mean, call her debt. Like Alex is getting over a million downloads an episode. You know, Joe, Whoa. Joe Rogan's wow. getting probably 5 million for, I mean, huge, right? Like TV shows probably don't get as much download as. No, I mean, Jesus. But you have to, even to trend long-term in, on Apple's top podcast, you have to have 35,000 downloads per episode or more. If you don't have that, you're wow. not going to continually trend. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Didn't yeah. know that. Interesting. So it was, I mean, for the first couple of years, it was, I mean, personally, I was a little like, I, I, I knew I was onto something, but it was embarrassing because people would be like, yeah, 
they'd be like, I don't, you know, wow, what are you doing? They were talking shit about you. They were straight up talking. I knew it. I knew people were, I knew people were, and I was going out and selling the show and people were like, I don't know how to find a podcast. I don't know what a podcast is. Um, but I just knew, like, I knew I had to learn this and I, and you know, I've said this before, but I don't know how you feel. I actually needed to learn to host my own show. I was not my own host. I always had Kane, like, he, right. He led the show. And then I always just hit, you know, Sammy and I were hitters. He was the pitcher. How many years were you and Kane together? Six, almost 70. So I started wow. in 2007. I left in 2013. Wow. That's yeah. a good run. People don't realize that. Yeah. It was, it was a long run. Um, wow. I, I, yeah. And I, I think it's that I love the medium of radio too. I wish it was, but I don't think it's going to return now with the power of podcasting and what Spotify's putting in. And I, I just, I don't. Well, that's the other problem is no companies who are radio companies are putting money into it. And so it's never going to succeed. You need to what is the saying you need to put out to get back or what, yeah. what, what yeah. the fuck is the saying? I don't know. Put up or shut up, put up or I don't know. Put up, put I don't out. Know. I don't know. <laughs> so Blair, tell people, okay, you grew up in Philly. You know, you uh, you worked in many different markets from D.C. to North mm-hmm. Carolina. I mean, like to Los Angeles most recently. You live out in L.A. in Hollywood, which, of course, is where I want to live. I'm manifesting. Um, yeah. You work in the entertainment business now. So what, like for anybody starting out, because a lot, I get reached out to a lot for people that want mindful eating advice and then also want to get into podcasting or digital media. So what would you tell people that want to be, that had a love for radio? Like what can they do now? Well, the number one thing I would say to people was to get an internship, but even now you can't do that because of COVID. No companies are hiring interns because of COVID. So I, I, I don't even know. I think podcasting is probably the next best thing that you can get involved in. Yeah. But I mean, it, it was get an internship, you know, do everything that the radio station asks you to do. Go to this event, go to that concert, go to that Verizon store, learn how to run a board, um, do all the things. But now I, I don't even know how you do it because of COVID. Like we are living in the shittiest of times. So his people would come to me all the time and they'd be like, I want to be your intern. I want to be your intern. And I'd be like, I don't have a program for you anymore. I don't even know where you go to find a program anymore. And that sucks because some of my former interns are big deals now. Like they have big careers. And I'm like, that sucks. Name name. You know, I obviously have Andrea Lopez and Irene Walton. Uh, She was she was your intern. Irene Walton. Yes. Who has um, what's her Irene's kitchen, I think, is like her or Dead Dad's Kitchen is her her YouTube. And she um, became very close with Gabby Hanna, the YouTuber. Um, so she, yeah, yeah. And you know, Sammy K went on to be on, um, not that he was my intern, but he went on to be Shark Tank, got a deal with Mark Cuban and Snacklins is like popping off. Yeah. Yeah. One more quick commercial break for my interview with, uh, producer Blair. I hope you're enjoying it and please hit me up on social media at the Sarah Fraser show. Also hit me up. I'm continuing to offer some fall special rates, including a $99 social media package, 250 and $350. Look, if you're a small business that is trying to appeal to women, if you're a bakery, if you're a jewelry store, if you're in clothing, these are all the companies that do really well with these brand packages. You can email the Sarah Fraser show at gmail.com for more info. 
Also, I want to quickly thank Miracle Cord. If you haven't heard of Miracle Cord, they're an awesome website. MiracleCord.com is where you can find out more. If you're pregnant, you know someone that's pregnant. Maybe you're thinking about cord blood banking for your baby. So important and could save your child's life if, God forbid, they were to have a cancer or blood disease later down the line. To find out more information, just go to the link in the description of this podcast and use my code. Go to MiracleCord.com. I love Stacklins. Did you know that was Sammy's company? No. Yeah, he's the founder. Yes. Oh my God, I love those things. That yeah. Chesapeake Bay flavor is amazing. <laughs> Holy shit. And they're apparently in 7-Elevens in Los Angeles. What? I know. What? What, what, what? <laughs> I know that they were in like uh, uh, Whole Foods. I see them at Whole Foods. Yes, and in Whole Foods. Yes. Who, so who are some big names now? I mean, they're not, they just do big things. Like I have, I have this intern, Brian, who's got a TV show on HGTV. I had, um, this kid, Mikey P who's like a rapper now and very successful out in Vegas. And, uh, who else? Um, this guy, Jared, who hosts a radio show in Indiana. Um, so like they've all gone on to do like their own things and. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. But like, I don't know how they not done internships that they would have these big things that, that, you know, churned out from that. So tell me your most hilarious celeb story. Cause I love, I, I have so many great celebrity encounters from my time in radio. <laughs> I, I don't even like, there's so many, I, I I'll tell you, I feel like the ones that stick out most in my mind are celebrities that piss me off. Oh, tell so, me. Bethany Frankel. I hear she's a nightmare. Everyone tells me she's a nightmare. A miserable human being. And I stopped watching New York Housewives just because of her, because she's so evil. Um, This was when her dog Cookie was alive. Do you remember the dog Cookie? (laughs) Yes. And I remember when I had a seizure and died the night. And then she put it on social media, like when Cookie was dying. I was like, bitch. Call the fucking animal hospital. She is so miserable. Everything distracts her during an interview. So it's like she cannot focus. So she, it's like, I'm just asking for five minutes of your time, lady. Like just five minutes. But she's talking over here. She says she's answering phone calls. She's checking email. It's like, bitch, just talk to me about your goddamn salad dressing for five minutes. That's all I need. (laughs) Yeah. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right? (laughs) You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it up into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and 
and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavored. Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their Conception for Her and Conception for Him formula, which Shman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for Her Fertility Aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Frasier 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's two zero. Hero breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, that's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. <laughs> Hero breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Yeah. And then... She'll look at you and then she'll be like, well, this isn't interesting. It's like, you're making it not interesting. Uh, oh my God. I wish you'd said that to her. Don't you, don't you just want to tell people the truth? Yeah. She is horrible. The other one is P Diddy. P Diddy is a piece of shit. He is so mean and nasty as well. Has a thousand assistants around him at all times and insisted that I go to a store. I don't even work for P Diddy. He just came to the studio when I worked at Q102 Philly and he was like, I need blueberry tea. You think I got blueberry tea in my back fucking pocket? And was like, go get the blueberry tea. How the hell am I gonna get blueberry tea when it's not here, you know? I'm not sending anybody out for your fucking blueberry tea. Did you so, tell him no? Uh, somebody, one of his people then were like, you don't have blueberry tea. I was like, I didn't know I was supposed to have blueberry tea. Yeah. So one of, one of his people went out and got the blueberry fucking tea. Oh my God. Okay. I love this. Keep going. Cause you and I have interviewed every celebrity. I mean, um, there's really like, I've actually had like a lot of good, like conversations with most people that come through, you know, they're not there to piss people off, but people like that, I just don't, you know, I can't pay attention to them. They're just, I'll, oh. I'll never talk to you again. Oh, one more, one more that was horrible. 
What is her name? Patty Stanger, the matchmaker millionaire. <gasps> yes. Oh, Patty's nuts. Patty's crazy. I knew a woman that actually worked for her and tried to launch her dating website. And she said Patty is one of the craziest human beings of all. She's like, a nightmare. Nightmare. She's absolutely nightmare. Doesn't Oops, know what sorry. she wants. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard all that. Yes. Sorry about that. Um, she is an absolute nightmare. She was another one that's just everywhere, but where she's supposed to be. And it's like, bitch, I can't like, Oh my God. I hear you. I love all these. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. I have so many as well. Well, Ashley Simpson, you know, she, she, we accused her of being drunk because she was so confusing on her interview. And then she called us um, after and she was like, I'm listening. I hear the shit you're saying. I will never fucking be back on hot 99.5 ever again. And then I think like a month later, she had the Saturday night live incident where she went out and like the lip singing thing happened. We were like, boom, bitch. <laughs> you know, like, oh, so you karma. were before the SNL thing. Yeah, we were before. Wow. We were before. She was one. Um, I'm trying to think of who else was difficult. Um, <laughs> Too bad Ashley Simpson never had a thing to promote ever again after that. So not, you're like, not a dingle dangle thing. It was fine. Yeah. That was all good. Um, then I'm trying to think. You know, we we like we had Justin Bieber before Justin Bieber was huge, and I, I always tell this story too. Like his people were like, this kid is going to, this is it. And we were like, okay, please. Like he was such like, I mean, he was 80 pounds soaking wet. We were like, all right, here's this little dweeb. And then I, I feel like we never gave him any respect. <laughs> and then he went on to become huge. We never saw him again. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it teaches you a lot about the business. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of who else was really a pain in the ass. Uh, no, I mean, people were really good. I mean, it was awkward. You know, Mary J. Blige, I interviewed her. And then I, I, I don't know, I was having this like Oprah, fe like I was going through this Oprah phase where I was like, I'm going to ask people in-depth questions. And she, oh. like, I think she'd recently come out and talked about that she was sexually abused as a child. So I was like, tell me about your sexual abuse. And she was like, no. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. You're like, ah, uh, sorry about that. I don't know. I, I got, was it the word? What, did I word it wrong? What was the, what was the, anyway. Yeah, that was yeah. Ooh, I've had more yikes. awkward. I've had very awkward, you know, encounters with people for sure. I mean, we all have awkward encounters. Yeah. It's just an awkward moment where it's like you're all this pressure is on. What do I say? They're here at the radio station to promote. They don't really want to be, but they're trying to be friendly. It's so, yeah, it's just so yeah. random. That's um, why in my last job with the Zach Sang show, I was not part of the interviews at all. And that is the biggest part about the Zach Sang show is the interviews. And I was like, I don't need to be a part of this because there's just too much there. And he does these long form interviews, yep. which are like an hour and a half fucking long. And it's like, I don't need to be a part of that. Like, uh, you can't hold my attention for an hour and a half. Oh, my God. Weren't you so happy to not? I know you can't hold my attention. <laughs> Who's going to watch an hour and a half interview? That's what I want to well, know. Well, do you think people do, though? Because that's a real debate now with, with the success of people like Joe Rogan. And, and he has like a two and a half hour long show. Do you I mean, think people are interested? But I, I never get through a full Joe Rogan. Like, I listen to people for about 30 minutes. I want to, I want to meet the person, maybe they're watching this right now, who, I mean, we're at how long? <laughs> Let's see who's made it this long. <laughs> we got to wrap it up. Yeah, I know. Who's made it this long? Yeah. If you've made it this long, please text messages. Yeah. You want to know, why are you sitting through this? Why are you still fucking here? Yeah. Go away. Drop out. God, go do something with your life. Get a fucking life. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I, I just. I, I can't. It's just not my bag to sit there. I, that's actually not true because I love the BFFs podcast with um, um, Dave Portnoy and um, Josh, Josh Richards, yes. the TikToker. I do love that podcast. All right. I got to listen to that because I see their clips, but I, I have not gotten into it. 
I mean, I am 40 years old and so into TikTok drama. It's abs- it, it's absurd. Like, get a fucking life. You're 40. <laughs> no. People are 19 and I care what they're doing. 40 is the new it. I was just listening to um uh to Deepak Chopra and he said that your 20s and 30s are all about learning and finding yourself. I mean, that's yourself. impressive of you right there. <laughs> Deepak Chopra. <laughs> I'm like Josh Richards. Woo! You're like Deepak Chopra. Yeah, okay, we've gone from 20 to 80. Yeah. And then so Deepak says your 20s and 30s are all about making mistakes, finding who you are. Your 40s are for fame and fortune. And then your 50s and 60s are for reflection. And your 60s are for helping others. Well, I am following that path because my 20s and 30s have been nothing short of fucked up. Blair, okay. So. But this is all right. We, I feel like we've talked all about the radio stuff, but you are yeah. also recently single. You went through a divorce. You, I'm, I'm still in the process, girl. It is the longest process ever. Oh my God. It sucks. I will, I will not be officially divorced until January of 2022. And we separated in July of 2020. It is so ongoing and long. It sucks. Okay. So as you know, you and I are both on the older spectrum of millennials. How geriatric they- millennials. Let's be geriatric. Let's- Geriat- yes. I'm a geriatric mama. Um, okay, so how? what's it like to, because I think about that. Now I've been with Dan eight years, married two. Wow. And I think, oh my God, what would it be like dating again? How is it going? Fucking horrible. It's awful. <laughs> it's miserable. I can't believe I'm in this position. You know, I got married thinking, like, I mean, who doesn't get married thinking that you're going to be with this person forever and ever? Of course I thought that. So the fact that I'm in this position just blows my fucking mind like I never thought I would be single right now like looking forward I never saw that coming I it's funny though you say that you know I have to tell you I I'm always a person I'm like maybe Dan you know I could be married like two or three more times but you know here's the thing though (laughs) (laughs) do you tell him that yeah all the time because I feel like when I go to LA like I'm a huge flirt I'm a huge flirt and like I like oh my god yes like I'm so bad obviously I wouldn't cheat on Dan because I know like how hurtful that would be and we've done so much like couples therapy but you know, I have to really oh. like, I have to really like calm myself down. There's part of me that thinks I could maybe marry John Hamm as he begins to age. I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> we, we could all marry John Hamm. Okay. I didn't realize that you were leaving your husband for John Hamm. Okay. That <laughs> could definitely be your second husband. Okay. I thought you were talking like fucking Joe Schmo outside your window. But like- also, I mean, hopefully I don't have to take my top off in front of John Hamm because I, you know, like I said, my stomach is the worst attribute. Like uh, hopefully he's more of a, I don't even oh, know. Oh, you'll bounce back. You'll get it back. You'll back. You'll get it back. I'm not worried about your stomach. It's the tits and the ass that I have problems with. I'm like, mm. Okay, so Blair, why can you tell people like what happened? Why did you get divorced? Um, why? Okay, in a nutshell, um it became um my ex was yelling at me and screaming at me all the time and was verbally not so kind anymore and I had had it. He wasn't pulling his weight in our relationship. He wasn't working. He, he, he wasn't my best friend anymore. And it was like, I, I, I just can't, he turned 40 and I was like, I just can't see myself continuing down this path of negativity mm. because I'm a very positive person. I'm a happy person. And when I would come home, I would be miserable. And I was like, I don't want to come home and be miserable. And that's what kind of did it for me is I was just like, this isn't working anymore. 
Wow. And it, it, it probably hadn't worked for a very long time, but I kept making excuses for it not working. Like we were in Philadelphia and then we moved to DC and I was like, oh, when we get to DC, things will be better. And then we were in DC. And then when my time at Mix 107.3 ended, I was like, oh, we'll move to California and everything in California will be better. So I just kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And then we got here and it was absolutely miserable when COVID hit and we were quarantining and all that jazz. And it just, I mean, you've heard it before. It's either during the quarantine, either people were making babies or getting divorced. So I know it's relationships are so hard. They really aren't they? I mean, you know, take so it on a whole nother person. And, you know, they really only work if the other person is willing to like evolve and ch- or go to therapy. And your man wasn't right. Like he was like, I'm not interested he, in improving or. Well, he he now I've learned he's a narcissist. So I was the one who had to improve. He was perfect. Uh. So you'll never, a narcissist will never improve themselves, you know, cause they think that they're perfect. They think that everything they're doing is correct and everything that I'm doing is wrong and I need to change. I need to do different things and yeah, sure. I needed to change. Sure. I needed to do different things, but it's like, you need to recognize your situation too. And he would never take account accountability uh. and that sucks. That sucked because had he done so and maybe even gotten help with that, maybe we would even still be together, but he didn't. And it was a long time coming that he was like that. So it just kept pounding away at me. So, okay. You went out on your first date, right? Recently. Oh, girl. <laughs> oh my God. It was so bad. It was ridiculous. Okay. I, I hadn't gone on a date in 20 something years. Um, like, when was the last time you went on a date? I It's been like over eight. Like I, Dan, eight years ago. Like, right. did you have a really nervous, like, did you feel like you were going to shit your pants? Because like, no. I've, oh, really? Okay. No, when, I don't get nervous. So oh, really you're lucky. Yeah, I don't get nervous. So um, I, this guy, like, I don't know. He found me through a friend of a friend on Facebook and saw, asked someone about me, found out I was single and he lived in LA and I live in LA. And then we just started like talking over um, text message. And then one day he was like, do you want to meet me for dinner in an hour? And that's where I should have put the kibosh on it because like I should have planned it like a little bit more, but the fact that it was like, okay, let's meet in an hour. I, and I'm in this mode where I'm saying yes to everything. Yeah. So I was like, yes, I was like, yes, let's go to dinner in an hour. So we went, he was late by 30 minutes. Okay. That's a red flag right there. Second thing, while he was late, obviously I start drinking at the bar by myself. <laughs> and so I start a tab and at the end of the night, she closed the bill out on my tab and didn't ask him for a credit card and he didn't volunteer. Oh, so I paid for the whole thing and Fuck. I don't have money to be doing that right now. So I was like, what the hell you asked me out. You're the one that's supposed to be paying. How do you feel about, I got to the point. I had so many men do that to me before Dan, when I was single, like th- they would wait for the bill and I'd be like, Oh, I'll just, you know, I'll get it or whatever. And they'd be like, all right, thanks. And I, I got to the point, the first date that I went out on with Dan, we just went like to, um, it wasn't far from where I lived. It was down in Cleveland Park in DC. I uh-huh. decided I wasn't going to bring my credit card because I'd fucking had it. I really did. I did. A, I brought my license. That's a good move. And I thought, you know what? Worst case scenario, I can walk home, right? If this is real, yeah. but I am not fucking paying. Like I am no. so done. I, you know, how do you feel about that? Because we're in this era where people feel like you should really go halfsies, but I don't think I- that's true. 
I would have been fine with Habsies. Honest to God, I would have been fine with it. But the fact, and he said to me, he said to me, he goes, oh my God, that's so cool that you're paying. Thanks. <laughs> no. I was like, I am? <laughs> what? <laughs> I was so pissed. And he talked the entire time about how much he hated his ex-wife. Oh. And he, he talked about this child that he had out of wedlock. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God, you have super sperm. So I am not interested in having children. So I was like scared of him because I was like, if I touch this guy, I'm going to get pregnant. And I don't want that. <laughs> like uh, Blair, and you decide you really don't want kids. No, I've never, I've never wanted kids. That's been my MO my whole life. Nothing my changed. Whole life. I was like that too. I tell people until I turned 35, when I turned 35, some like it was weird. Really? I, oh my God. Before that, I never liked children. The only child I liked was my niece. I never babysat for kids. I never liked kids. I never, I never even, I think I changed a diaper maybe 15 years ago once. Oh, Once. wow. Nothing to do with kids. And then I turned 35 and it was like this insane biological clock. Like I was like, I loved kids suddenly. I was interested. Like I was like craving to be a mom. It was really, but that's never felt, you've never felt that. So when you were with Dan, you started out the relationship saying you don't want kids. Well, no, when we first met, like on the third date, Dan told me that he wanted to get married and have children. And I almost broke up with him then. I was like having wow. anxiety. Like I had an anxiety attack. I was like, this guy really wants to get serious. Like I'm not there. And I, you know, I don't know. It's for the grace of God. I have no idea how we worked out. But anyway, we weathered wow. many storms. We ended up, we, you know, we could, we would break up with each other, but then we would call each other a couple of days later and we'd be like, all right, what are you doing? Like, I miss you. And then I'd be like, oh, I miss you too. Like I'd dump him and then, I, then I'd call him like a week later, not even a week, like two days later, I'd be like, all right, so what are you doing? And he's be like, he'd be like, we're broken up. You're not supposed to be calling me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, so I he let you. you have it a little bit. Oh, oh, one of the things my girlfriends like about Schman is they feel like that Schman gives it back to me. And, you know, so they like that because I, you know, I try to run, I I run his life while I try. No, my favorite is when you put him on social media and you know he does not want to be on social media, (laughs) but he just does it for you. And it makes me so happy. Like, I'm like, he loves her because he, he just does this like eye roll, this like smirky face. And I'm like, I love when he does that. (laughs) I don't don't know how he, I really, I have no idea. He should have left me so many times. I have no idea. I'm very grateful for him. I try when we're off air to really like, I guess cater isn't the right word, but I try to do things that make him happy, you know, because oh, that's good. Maybe I should have done that. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. It just works for us. We really, I think have a give and take, but we've been in therapy a long time, four years. And that, oh. and one of the biggest things was my, I had my mindful eating therapist said to me, she said, if you think you're going to marry him, you need to go to therapy with him because you don't, you think you know him, but you don't really know him. And I was like, See, Really? All right. My ex and I went to therapy and I hated this therapist so much because she would always favor everything that he said. And I would be like, uh, but it was so annoying. Like we would fight over, we would bring up how we had a fight over like watching television shows. And she'd be like, you know what solves that problem? Blair, buy a TV, buy an extra TV, Blair. And I'd be like, why can't he buy the extra TV? Why do I have to buy the extra TV? So she always like put it on me. And I was like, what the hell? Like, yeah, 
That's not good. No, you have to have a really neutral therapist. And they're hard no, to find. No, she was not neutral. She was not neutral. Oh, they're hard to find. Um, okay, so does it bother you when people ask you? Like, has, I, I feel like I wish women, too, talked more about kids and biological clocks and everything. But we're in this era where it's like, don't ask me if I'm going to have more children. And don't ask me if I'm going to have kids. Like, does it bother yeah. you if people ask that? No, because my, my answer is always going to be, no, I'm not having kids. And I have no problem saying that. And, like, my family knows never to ask me. Like, because they know that the answer is no, and it's never going to change. And especially now that I have no one. So it's not like, what am uh, I going to do? Bang my dog? Oh, no. Just <laughs> yikes. Did that go too far? Sorry. <laughs> not for this show. Not for okay. me. Nope. Yikes. You're right on time with the banging okay. the dog. Yeah, please. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the other thing that scares me is like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to have sex with someone one day. Holy crap. Like, that's scary. I would think that would be the the hardest part, the weirdest. But like, for me, that would be the most challenging because you get used to just like undressing in front of someone and just like you get used to all that. And then like that would be the hardest part for me. Like going back to what we said earlier, like I'm not a sexy person. So like uh, it's so awkward for me. Like. Oh, I'm not sexy either. And like, I'm the type of person, honest to God, like I would try to seduce like guys that I was with and I would always have like shit on my teeth or whatever. I was, when I lived in Ireland, I was hooking up with the most, like the hottest Irish guy. And all of a sudden Ooh. he he was like, you know what? I have to go. I was like, go, I'm ready to fuck you. What are you talking about? Anyway, after he left, I was so drunk. I walked upstairs. I had a huge wad of toilet paper. Like the toilet roll was like still attached. I was, was weird. Like your butt crack. Yes. Oh think, no. Yeah, and I think he'd felt this massive like of okay. So I like wiped, and then I hadn't gotten it out of like my paint. Like it was used. It was. Really oh my god. And there was a huge long strand. Yeah. I like, so when I seduce people, I always like, you know what I mean? It's like, I forget to take my tampon out or something. And then it's like, oh, you know. Oh what's... my God. You just reminded me of this story. So my sister just started doing a job where she's um, waxing or I'm not waxing. She's doing laser hair removal. Oh my God. And her first client, she just told me was this person that walked in and did not wipe their ass. <gasps> and she had to laser hair removal their ass and there was poop everywhere. <laughs> God. Oh my yeah. God. So she had to get out like the alcohol wipe and wipe their ass. Wipe their ass for them before she did the laser hair removal. I cannot. Yeah. Disgusting. I was like, I can't believe this is your profession now. <laughs> so now every day she gets, she comes home and I talk to her and I'm like, did you have any poop, pro uh, poop people today? Oh my God. I, yeah. That is epic. Like what people see and like who would actually at least. Yeah, at least you were wiping, so you had the time. Thank you. That's what I said to him. Oh, my God. All right, you and I, we've talked for like an hour, and, you know, four people are listening at this point because we yeah, all they've know. Yeah, they bailed. They bailed long ago. Yeah. But I am obsessed with pop culture. You are, too. You obviously live in Hollywood. You, you've, yes. you've worked with many celebrities. So tell me, like, who are some of your favorite people, favorite celebrities, favorite people to follow online? Okay, so... Um, do you follow Tinks? Do you know about Tinks yes, on TikTok? So, yes, I, her stuff pops up to me all the time. And I, you know, I have so many questions about her life. Like, I just feel like, are you rich? Like, I mean, it's just, yeah, I don't, I don't get, get it. it. She, she's looking for houses with Josh Flagg of a uh, million dollar <laughs> listing in LA. And I'm like, how can that be your realtor and you're a TikToker? Okay. Like, I'm not understanding this. Like, it's there's only. 
Okay, and lots of celebrities and Hollywood elite are already from wealthy families, right? So I, I... but it's always hard for me to get rallied around someone. Like, I don't know. I enjoy somebody that started from nothing. And I don't know. It's hard for me to get on the board of someone who's already rich, who you know has a lot of time to create content. Because right. They're, yeah. I don't know. It's hard for me to get up. But I do know who you're talking about. But you you, you like her. You were obviously yeah. very into her. She does that whole rich mom thing. Um, I don't know. Check her out if if you don't know what I'm talking about. Tinks is her name. T-I-N-X. Uh, I followed Des Moines, the celebrity secret account where you put in a tip about something that's happening and uh, they post about it on Instagram. I love that. And, you know, honestly, it's how I find what restaurants to go to in L.A. I'm like, oh, if if so-and-so is going to that restaurant, I want to go to that restaurant. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, I'll start. Look, I do know Des Moines. And um, I was telling you there was a Vanity Fair article. They do believe it's a woman. And they actually have, uh, in the article, they pinned down that she worked for, I think she worked in marketing at a marketing firm in New York City. Don't exactly quote me, but they kind of allude to who she is. It's a she. It's a she. And, you know, they ha- oh. she has something like, what, 800,000 followers. You know, she doesn't make any money from it, reportedly. Very little. What? At least according to the Vanity Fair article, very, very little. Because the, the rumor is also she has to work a day job and then does Des Moines at night and, and makes very little uh, money off of it, apparently. See, I just assume if you have a million followers, you're making money off that account. It's crazy to me that you're not. No, no. I think it's, you know, I think she can't do any personal endorsements because she'd reveal who she is. So she can Mm. basically do swipe up ads, which, you know, maybe, but it sounded like, I don't know whether she doesn't have representation, but it was making very, very little money, apparently. That's crazy to me because while I was working for Zach saying, you know, his YouTube channel has half a million followers, over half a million followers followers it makes like nothing it makes hardly any money and i'm like this is crazy like this should be a money generator and it really doesn't so the fact that these creators content creators are saying that they make so much money i'm like how how well you don't want to be that guy you don't unless you know how to work it you know you don't you know like like for zach i mean looking at like i've obviously looked at his youtube channel and watched things there's so many other endorsements and placements they could be doing within that but it takes it takes effort and it takes you know money at first and the problem with a youtube is you know you're not local so to some degree, you know, he's L.A. based, but, you know, people in Kansas are watching. Not that but I, would th- I would think that you could get like Coca-Cola to do a buy or something and like why, put, the, put what, the can right there. Why couldn't they? What was sales reason for not? They should have been easy. lazy. I, there you go. I think there's a piece of shit. I think he could have been making three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars a year off of his YouTube with a huge following nope. like that. If you know how to work it, that's crazy. Nope. Not even close, sister. But not even close. He's not alone. There's a lot of other social media people with huge following. Not they're not making a dime from it. It's crazy. Like they. I don't know. There needs to be like a class on it or something. Well, do you get down the TikTok rabbit hole of um, people that reveal their um, TikTok creator funds and how they'll have 300, 400,000 followers? They make like 30 bucks a month from it. That's it. Yes, girl. Yes. You've got to have Charlie D'Amelio followers to really make cash. Uh, Dixie's very nice, by the way. We met her recently. Oh, she's really? Nice. Yeah, she's very nice. Okay. Very so small. Very small human. Tiny, tiny. T- the celebs are very tiny. Oh, ridiculously skinny. Makes me so jealous. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, clearly, clearly you didn't go to college and do keg stands because that's what did it for me. So. (laughs) 
<laughs> Me too. Right? Oh. And like one slice of pizza and then I ballooned. You know? Yeah, it's they, like don't, you they don't eat. <laughs> um, okay, last question. What TV shows are you really into? Oh my gosh. Actually, I don't watch a lot of TV because I, I listen to music, man. I want to know everything about every artist. Every t- every Friday, I'm excited for what new music is coming out. Like Lizzo's got her new song with Cardi B coming out this weekend. Oh, yes. Like I, I get on that bandwagon. I'm super stoked for new music. TV shows. I mean, what am I watching right now? Potomac, Real Housewives of Potomac, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Botched. I mean, I'm a reality TV whore, so... Um, okay, Erica Girardi, did she know about Tom? I don't think she did. And I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for that. I don't think she knew. Oh, I think she did. Because you know what? Uh, My divorce, I'm learning things in my divorce that I cannot fucking believe. Like my husband, my ex, excuse me, was gambling hardcore money. And I had no fucking clue. I had no clue that he invested in cryptocurrency. All these things are being uncovered because, you know, you you, you get each other's documents. Yeah. And my, my lawyer has uncovered so much shit about him that I had no idea was going on. So I believe Erica when she says she didn't know shit, that she didn't know shit. All right. You know what? I'll take it back because I was just talking to a neighbor of mine who went through a divorce several years ago and found out the same shit. He had been gambling thousands and thousands of dollars away of their pay and she had no clue right so, and how you know i what? didn't yeah. yeah how i how i didn't know is i did not know that his parents were giving him a thousand dollars a month i i had no idea and then it would go so i never saw it i never knew it was happening and then once you know they tell you in courts that you have to uncover all these documents i found out and i was like this has been happening for years and i had no idea i had no idea i told his parents i said i had no idea that you were giving him money they were like you didn't know no wow Wow. No. Um, producer Blair, you've been a treat. I adore you as a friend. I love I you, you so much. You are so talented. And where can people follow you? Because they need to follow you. You, you your Instagram I'm not stories. Very, I'm not very exciting. Although I did post something very exciting that I saw today. Have you seen this trend that pe- and maybe they're not doing it in the DMV, where people are posting their cash apps on the back of their car? Yes, Are people doing this? and you pay for their travel and then you follow them. Get yes. the fuck out of here. Okay. Yes. yes. This is this is how we gain money. Um, this is how we get money these days. I'm writing my cash app over over my body if I'm if somebody's gonna give me money. I mean Do it. Do it. People will cash app you. Will they really? Yeah, you live in a very rich city. People have, you know, we always we talk about how so many people don't have a lot in this country, and that's true. But people are very, very rich here in every single state, and they well, want to give you their money. I saw this car with the cash app on the back window today, and I posted it on my Instagram. I'm going to do that today. And if you want to help that person out, go to my Instagram at producer Blair. Go <laughs> <laughs> help them out, Blair. Adorio. We'll see you soon. Bye, honey. Bye. Thanks for having me.